Hello and welcome to the Higher Training Podcast. On this episode, I am joined by Mikey Drennan. Now, Mikey is a former Aston Villa, Portsmouth, Sligo Rovers, and St. Pat's Sligo Rovers, Shamrock Rovers, and St. Patrick's Athletic Footballer. I think it might actually be Sligo as well. Uh, regardless of that, he's a young chap who's got a serious story. Went over to play for Aston Villa at the age of 16. We chat a little bit about that and what it was like uh, going over there as a young fella. Chat a little bit about his battle with the, his battles with depression and gambling. And we also discussed the state of football in Ireland and what the future may hold for the League of Ireland. Now, enough rambling for me. As always, if you enjoyed the podcast, share a picture of it to your story, tag me in it, leave a review, let your mates know about it. That's the best way to spread the word of this podcast. Enough rambling. Let's get stuck in. And we are live. Thanks again for coming on, Mikey. Really appreciate it. No problem at all. Thanks for having me. And uh, for anybody who doesn't know you, do you want to give us, uh, tell us a wee bit about yourself? Uh, well, I suppose I'm from uh, from Kilkenny in Ireland. Um, I suppose I I kind of grew up in a in, in the city playing kind of all the types of different sports and well, mainly hurling and, and soccer and uh, I suppose when I was 16, I uh, signed for Aston Villa and went over there for five years. Uh, came back to Ireland, played with Shamrock Rovers then for a year and a half. And I ended up leaving uh, Shamrock Rovers for personal reasons. Uh, took a break for about two and a half years. Went back and played local soccer in Hurling. And uh, went back to Sligo Rovers then. And then I uh, signed for them for four months. And then after that, I signed with Pats on a two-year deal. And then that was just last year. And then um, I had another year of Pats this year, and I cancelled my contract to kind of concentrate on kind of getting a good job and a kind of good, secure kind of job. That's what I'm looking at. And I have to look to the future and start looking at mortgages and trying to save kind of stuff like that. Cause the joys of getting older, man. Where, <laughs> exactly, yeah, because you can't really do that in League of Ireland, but yeah, other than that, yeah, and that's kind of it, really kind of boring enough. That's man. Nah, not boring enough, man, definitely not boring, you're, you're <laughs> down playing it. Um, that, that's one thing, uh, though, I'd say a lot of people uh, probably look at whenever they get to probably your age and maybe older, is that like the security when it comes to like uh, League of Ireland and, and football is maybe maybe not there? Yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely not there, maybe for the likes of maybe Dundalk and Shamrock Rovers you'll have security because you're getting paid for for the whole year like 52 weeks and mm. um, pity you wasn't wasn't like that when I was there but um, yeah. like that's uh, more money's kind of coming to them and which is good um, but I think on the other clubs it's it's hard for them to kind of try and bridge that gap mm. um, especially with the with the wages that they pay and the facilities that they have and I look fair play to them and they've they deserve to kind of be where they are, but both clubs and I know Shamrock Rovers, they're they're a fantastic club and yeah. just great people in in that club as well. So um, I'm kind of delighted from you see the stadium come along now and they're looking for plans for a fourth year. So look, that's fantastic and it's only Jeez, good for yeah, League yeah. of Ireland as well. Absolutely, um, that is one thing I've noticed. Like I I've been living in London for four years. I'm from Dundalk, so big enough Dundalk fan and. I, the the gap between like uh, you know maybe the, the 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 amount of wealth maybe in clubs has kind of gotten a, a bit different over the last few years. Oh, it's definitely yeah. Uh, you can you can obviously the investment that the doc have gotten, then the investment in that 
that Shamrock Rovers has got as well. Like, is it's um, oh, look, it's fantastic for them, and especially for like in, in Europe, you can see that they're beating other quality teams in, in Europe as well. So that's another that's another good thing as well. Because you're putting the League of Ireland on the map then as well. So. Absolutely. Do you think it's it's gonna you know the the saying the rising tide uh, brings all ships or whatever the exact saying is? But do you think that'll be the case with the, the likes of teams getting into Europe? Do you think it'll bring the whole level of the League of Ireland up? Um. Yeah. Well, you like to think so. Um. Look, a lot of teams. Like obviously, with the top three or four teams in in the league, obviously qualifying for Europe is fantastic to play in them them games and like and experience it, and especially people that haven't maybe experienced it before to play in Europe is it's unreal like it's against different kind of types of um, teams and draw more technical and, and stuff like that so um, look, it's fantastic and um, I suppose it's it's the money as well that, that brings in and it generous because usually when you have a European game it's a full house so um, mm. bring, that brings in money as well for the club yeah there's few there's few things a uh, few football games I've ever been to that are like a European game I went to a few of the Europa League games whenever I was back home with the dog when they were playing uh, Zenit St. Petersburg um, and a few of them. And like, there was a few, I've never had nights like that before. Like, no matter what to say about, like, you know, a good night in Oriel Park, those nights that we had up in uh, the Tallis Stadium, it was fucking mad. I'd say when you're playing in a European game, it's just a different level of competition for yourself when you're on the pitch. Oh, it is, yeah. It's completely different. Like, and I suppose that's up to you then to raise your game as well in Europe. And I used to love playing in them games. Mm. Even if it was underage or, or then, like, I used to love playing. We used to try, like, I know it kind of used to always try and impress and try and be in your top game. And, um, look, it's it's fantastic. But, look, obviously, with, with Dundalk getting to the group stage and, and Rovers, and it'd be, it'd be good to see more of, the, more of them or more of the clubs kind of trying to, trying to get into that group stage. And, so it does put you on the map and obviously financially as well and it does help other clubs as well. Absolutely. And like as uh, this is something I always like kinda thought about, like as somebody who plays football, would you consider yourself a fan as well? Oh definitely, yeah. It's, ever since I've been growing up, sure I've always been a fan like and mm. as you say when you're younger, like, oh I want to be a footballer, but you never you never really think of it, everyone just kinda says it and for it to happen is obviously a dream come true. Yeah. Um well, unfortunately, it's not always what it's meant to be, but it's um, yeah. Look, it's still fantastic. Um, thing that I I can't say that I was a professional footballer. So, absolutely. And uh, do you think? Um, do you think? Uh, like as as regarding to like uh, young fellas going over to England, do you think uh, it's gotten better? Maybe in, in recent times, do you think maybe it's kind of stayed the same the way the kind of the clubs approach it? Um, yeah, I think I think it's probably the same, but I think there, there's more players probably staying here now because of obviously with the underage development, it's it's getting much better and um, kind of going back to Rovers again, but they have a fantastic setup like you'd say up. It's it's really good, and you can see like the players that that they have there at the underage are are, are brilliant, and it's probably good for them because if you're good enough, then like you're you're going to break into the into League of Ireland setup even younger and then that's where you, you can you're playing senior football and you're developing better and that's where club, clubs will take notice because you're 18 when you're 18 over in England unless you're kind of one one in a hundred or one in a thousand you'll, you'll play first team but other than that you won't you won't get near enough here then you're playing against men you're you'll get more physical you, you'll get the be- better as the time goes on and that's where clubs over in England notice for notice you and then you'll go over then and you'll obviously be on better money and stuff like that so Absolutely, and there's a few like few players that have 
kind of made that pathway a little bit more available, like going over to England, maybe when you're not that young, maybe going in your mid-20s or going in your, your late 20s. Like that's a, a, a viable pathway now for a lot of the young, uh, young lads like you speak about. They can like earn their stripes in the League of Ireland and then maybe get picked up as they go on. Uh, yeah, that's, I mean, there's a good few players that have gone over and some hasn't worked out, but like a good few players like that, they've, it's worked out for them and like kind of, like the English and the Scottish kind of look over here as a kind of a, a cheap way to try and get get a player because if they can develop from then and, and you can see there's a lot of players that say like you have Sean McGuire I know him really well he's gone over there and he's been absolutely fantastic so that's obviously it's good for the League of Ireland as well that yeah. you can make that jump so Class and uh, just going back to when you're, spe- uh, you're speaking about like young lads maybe the earning their stripes over here rather than having to go over to England because it likes the Shamrock Rovers putting so much into the youth. Um, do you think it's better in a sense for the the lad, the young lads themselves because they are able to stay in a similar sort of social structure, uh, or like they have the same, they have their family around them rather than when you go over to England, it's all by yourself. Oh yeah, definitely. That's because you're like you're still at home. You're still mm. like you're still with your friends, your family. You're the same, and you can kind of go on as normal, but you're still developing. And, Try and get into that professional mentality, but like that, as I say, like, yeah, when you go over to England, it's com- it's completely different. You're on your own. You have to fend for yourself, and you're only sixteen. Like, and it's it's not an easy thing to do. Like, and um, so um, yeah, that's it's it's just a tough thing to do. Yeah, and uh, when when you went over first, what was like what 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 was your thought process there? Like, was it a lot of starstruck straight away, like early on, or were you like? No, right, it's time to get into work or what? So, what, where was your head at then? Um, it was probably a bit of both. Like, because obviously, when you go look, you're starting look, you're seeing these players that you see in TV, you'd never thought you'd actually see them in the flesh. Like, and look at that, it was fantastic to, yeah. to be there. But then you're like, wait, this is my job, and this is, I want to be like them, I want to be in the first team, and I want to make the money that they're on, and keep your head down and, and work. And I, I was on that, I was on the way to that and until I kind of got injured obviously you never know what's going to happen but I think I was on the way to that and then injury injury and stuff like that kind of put me put me well back and mm-hmm. sure look it is, it is what it is and you live and learn absolutely and I, that's one thing that is like it uh, was that ever a fear like whenever you were like maybe you're getting more used to how things went over there or did you ever like maybe have thoughts like oh if I get injured it, it, you know this could end up being really bad for me or was that never really a thought no, I was never really a thought. No, you always just if you're injured, then you're just you're automatically thinking like, can as people say like, oh, I'll come back stronger. Like it's mm. like I, I wouldn't kind of really say that. I just get my head down and, and work hard and try and get back fit. And that's the way. Like you don't really think about that stuff. If I get injured, that's me finished. Or no, you don't think like that's not kind of right right mentality to have. No, no, and uh, it's what one thing uh, I I would work with a few people who who've had injuries before, like as a coach and. Um, one thing that is is the, one of the worst things to do is to t- kind of think that way and kind of catastrophize. But it can be early, like we know when it happens, it's hard to get out of that headspace, you know. Um, oh, it is. To it's think like hard. that. Would uh, yeah. Would you say that um, maybe club like clubs over uh, in England, like would they be good whenever somebody gets injured? You know, making sure that everything's going all right mentally as well as obviously the physical side of things. Um. Well, from my own experience, no. Um, that was kind of once you're injured you're just you're put to the side and like the physios are meant to look after you that's it like no one 
that's from my experience, no one really asked, oh, how are you getting on? Or like, you're especially your mental side, nobody ever asked or, and like that, you used to always go to the doctor kind of, Mary used to always go crying to the doctor and I didn't know why because I didn't know, didn't know what depression was and mm. it, it was mad and I was just like, why am I feeling like this? And you just don't feel wanted, you don't feel, you don't feel a part of, a part of a team, like you're just on your own, doing your own rehab. It's, it's very lonely, like, and then you're going back to a, an empty room or an empty apartment and it's not nice like and some could be splitting the stones and you could be just in your room and you can't really you can't do it like there's nothing to do and mm. it's it's and you'd be tired you'd be tired after doing your work and doing running or gym session or whatever it is and you'd, you'd just be in bed watching telly like and it's it's a sad it's sad like but it's, it's reality like that's that was the reality of it and mm. look that's just from my own experience everyone might be different but yeah but it is like from even listening to you talk, man, it's a bit, it's a big sacrifice, you know, to 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 want to go for your dream like that. Yeah, it, it is a sacrifice, but it's it's every young lad's dream. Like it's mm. like you're leaving everything behind. Like I've no qualifications, I've no edu- like like no education, I have no nothing. That's that was a sacrifice I made. Yeah, and like my mother said, if she knows, if she knows now what she knew, or if she knew then what she knows now, she wouldn't have let me. She wouldn't have let me go across. Um, she said she would let me finish my education and there. But look, that's that's it. Like it, it's done now. I, I don't think I I would have liked that if she would have tried to stop me. I've, I would have yeah. pushed everything to go. And um, so yeah, you probably would have figured out a way to get over there anyway, some way, shape, or form. <laughs> oh, I, I would have probably done a runner, I'd say, <laughs> and go over there get something to collect me at, at the port or the airport. Yeah, you arrive over there and they be like, "Did your parents okay?" That's yeah, yeah, yeah. Mommy's like, "Grand, no bother." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but going back to that, like you know, may, maybe your mother, uh, if she had known what she knows now, she might have maybe approached it differently, or um, maybe tried to convince you not to go. Like as you said, but do you think teams could do a better job of maybe letting parents and the players know exactly what they're getting themselves in for? Um, yeah. Well, I like like I love if someone was going over and somehow kind of um like kind of doubts about going over like I'd say like I'd love to have kind of experience like just give them some advice obviously I won't mm. tell them what to do I'd just give them advice of of what to do and like one thing I would do is say keep yourself busy like in in the after in the after if it's the afternoon or the evening do some courses if it's trying to learn a guitar or if it's learning Spanish or do something to keep your mind occupied because that's a massive thing is your mind mm. And your mental health, like it's to keep something. Like even though you might not think I'll never need this, but trust me, you'll <laughs> you definitely need it. And and it's even it's good to even have like Absolutely. anything like that. Some sort of even even try finish your leaving cert when you go over. Keep doing class, like do class in the evening. Like obviously, if you ask the club to that, you can put that in your contract and and you can get that done. But say all that stuff is. Yeah, it's, it's that's it. <laughs> yeah, and do you think like is that something you'd like to do, like help young fellas that are maybe going over? Yeah, well, yeah, definitely. Well, obviously, I'd like to help them. I in I don't know what kind of capacity. Yeah. Uh, definitely, uh, definitely advice and and just kind of say from my experience and and look, a lot of people have been through my like been through my experience and they've gone they've gone across and they've has marked out and they've come back for different reasons whatever it is homesickness or just didn't work out or injury or whatever um yeah it's i would definitely like to help out if someone if someone did like to 
um, wanted to know my like my experience and stuff. So yeah, there's something powerful about hearing somebody's experience, man. Like yeah, that's what I mean. It's 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 something. It's especially hearing it from someone that has been been through it and 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 done it. And I think it's valuable. Look, some people might not want to. They just say, "No, look, I'm going over and I'm going to make it as a footballer." That's it. Mm. Like that, it's 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 their own decision. If they want to talk to you, they want to talk to you. If it's not me, or if it's if it's something else that has been through it, it's I definitely would get someone's advice before they before you go over. Yeah, and and just just going back to whenever you went over, you were sixteen, man. I I wouldn't have been able to uh, do anything for myself at sixteen, and just to think. Uh, you basically had to go over there. You had to cook, cook for yourself, manage your finances, all that jazz, all by yourself. Obviously, you got you could get a little help from from the parents, but a lot of pressure early on, was it? Oh, there was. There was massive. Well, to be fair, we went over. We were in digs first, so we didn't have to do any cooking. Right. But we did. But we did cooking classes when I was in, when we were when I was first over there. We just there was a six week course. We just did it once a week, just a little cooking kind of course. It's good to kind of pass the time. Mm. But the club. Put that on, and um, after that, then there, were, there was nothing. But like I say, man, managing your finances is a massive thing because, like, like I signed my pro contract when I was seventeen, so I, I was only on. I think it was one hundred and ten pound a week for. I think it was about five or six months. Mm. Then after that, then sure, I was on. I was on big. I was on big. Well, not big money, but I would have been on better money of what I was on, especially from the age. I, you just you have that money. You don't know what to do. You're spending on stupid stuff clothes and all that sort of stuff which with like I wish I, I had I had that now and saved it and because I didn't because I blew every single bit of money I had and it, I just wish that didn't happen but so I could have a you could have a big massive deposit for a house or even a house paid off or whatever but yeah, yeah uh, you're still, that, still a young fella finances. still a young fella <laughs> your lesson, no. lessons are learned yes <laughs> you live in your own house look I, I don't regret it look I I spent my money. I enjoyed it at the time, but yeah. I kind of I regret it now. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You're 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 26, aren't you? 26, yeah. 26, same same age as myself. Um, and like even myself, I wouldn't obviously I wouldn't have been on the money that you were, but I I struggled with, like manage my finances a lot when I was younger. So I could already imagine what it was like when you know that the, the figures were a little bit bigger. You know. Yeah, it was just kind of Jesus, like you're on this now. You're you never had this before yeah so like um yeah so it was it was a big shock to the system all right but to look at it is what it is isn't it yeah it is and do you think uh now i heard you speaking before uh, a few times and you know get, uh, i heard you speaking about gambling before and one thing i, I i've noticed that it like a lot of young Irish people and a lot of young uh, English people as well and people from the UK, like lads especially, that seems to be like a, a really early on thing that like a lot of lads just get used to going in and putting on bets and horses or going into the week casino and playing roulette. Um, was that a big thing with a lot of the, the footballers over there when you were there over yeah. early on? Yeah, it was, yeah. Um, well, especially for the Irish lads that were there, just basically through boredom kind of. Just going in and it's just a pastime really and so look, but like it it'd be eight o'clock by the time you know it, you'd be like, Jesus and you'd have not a cent left, like and you'd be kind of wishing, Oh, I wish I didn't do that, I wish I didn't do that and like I could have saved that or I could have went and bought something out of that or could have gave it back home. You have all these little things but but then the next day you just wouldn't do the same. 
until you had no money left. So yeah. it it was tough, like, and but it was just it was literally just a past time, like, and it was like yeah. the minute I was eighteen, I was in the bookies on the, on that day. I was in there, so it was. I did have a clue what I was doing, but you learn was, pretty quickly. <laughs> yes, you do very quickly. Just when you have no money left to do anything, so. <laughs> um. Yeah, it's a. Uh, it's something that I've noticed a lot. Like I would know a lot of uh, lads that would like gamble and like some people can, can seem to do it to a degree and it not really like affect them. And then there's some people that it's just probably best not to, not to gamble. You don't, you don't touch it at all now. Yeah. No, well, I, I did, I did the odd while there. Um, but like I'm, I'm able to manage it now. I don't go rid- ridiculous. And um, so, but look, since it's been closed now, I haven't touched it. I haven't even like, you don't think of it and, you're better yeah. off without it, like, and the open, yeah. I, I probably, I can't see myself going back, and even if it was just for the fivers or tenors, I, I don't think I'd bother, just looking at it now, and yeah. you actually, like, say, from, from doing stuff, or working, you actually have money, and you have no kind of, getting in bad moods, because you've lost this amount of money, or, yeah, yeah, so it's, it's, it's good without it, because, uh, especially your mental health is, is much better as well. Absolutely, and I think one thing for me, I would I would have uh, gambled a little bit, but like would have been mostly horses. And it was when I used to work in pubs and you know taking bets there and and things like that. Like that, I think for me it was the environment. As soon as I left working in pubs, I didn't really think about betting or gambling at all. Did you notice a difference uh, whenever you maybe were in a different environment? You weren't in like you weren't playing over over in England. Was it a different? Uh, it kind of I probably wasn't as much but I was still I was still doing it and, and mm. doing big money but like that thankfully like that stopped now so it's um, but back but even when I came home I, I was still doing it but wasn't as much mm. obviously because I was kind of working or if I was probably training or whatever I wouldn't you wouldn't be able to go in so that was a good thing but then when you are going in you, you would still bet the big money but yeah I get you, I get you. And with the when you were over in England, what was the what were your like? Was there a lot of camaraderie there with the young lads that were coming up through the youth system, or would it have been maybe a little bit more competition side of things? Um, I think there'd be both. I think there was both. Like there was, you could have a laugh and and joke, and but then there was the competition side, like where, like even for me as a striker, I was like whatever the other strikes were, I was like well I need to score better I need to score more goals than you I need to train better than you mm. I need to work harder than you all that kind of stuff but like outside of it you'd like you'd have some people that that kind of wouldn't talk to you or they wouldn't they'd, they'd be like that like that kind of to be to be kind of selfish which is which is good in one way and I think it's bad in another like mm. you, you still need to have a laugh and to be able to enjoy your football and, and enjoy everything else yeah but, um, yeah it was oh. It was tough, but it was good. But with all the Irish lads, we all stuck together, like so. Oh, that's good. That, that 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 was a good thing as well. Happy days, and um, I think that Irish people are generally quite good for that. Like you know, if they go anywhere, Irish always kind of band together. Oh, they do. They always like even when I went first went over, like there was a lot of Irish there at the time, and even even like the senior pros, like they were they were all sounds was uh, you had Richard Dunn there. There was Shea Given. Stephen Ireland and the Stevens when he came over, they were all all sound lads and they all looked after you. Like Kieran Clark there as well, he was another he was a lovely man. And um, 
there was a lot of, they've, they've always looked like kind of look after you especially if they know you and just make sure you're alright they just kind of say well how are you and that'd be, that'd be it kind of and be all just little stuff like that yeah that nah, helps all, all that helps especially when no, you're away does, from yeah. home oh yeah massively especially they would have been through it so mm. they know what it's like absolutely and uh, you'd, you'd mentioned earlier that you you took a break in uh, from football in 2016 was it yeah and uh, was that that was when you had a, about depression that really onset am I right yeah that that was when it kind of really kicked in kind of 2016 I had it before that when I was in England that was the reason I came back Mm. was because I talked closer to home it would benefit me and I could go home kind of see see the family more and stuff but that probably made me worse the fact that I knew I was only in Dublin I was only an hour down the road and I could just fly home and sometimes I wouldn't be able to but sometimes I would without telling anyone and look it was it was tough like and in the apartment and kind of wondering why you want to die and all that stuff is it was tough. It was something I've never experienced, and I don't want to experience again. Um, especially now that I'm older and more mature, I know how to deal with things better. And if I am getting in that kind of state, I know how to kind of do either go talk to someone or deal with it myself. Kind of saying, right, let's right, let's go do something. Don't be stuck in this rut and mm. go for a walk, go for a cycle, whatever it is. And tell you that I know how to deal with, which is which is a good thing. And it's part of kind of growing up as well. Like you know how to deal with things better. Yeah, yeah. And uh, what was the first like kind of whenever you realised that like right maybe I need to do something about this? What was the first steps? Apart, obviously you said you moved back home, but after that maybe what were the first steps? After the like when I first when you moved home and you, you, you that didn't really help as much. As no, I, like like kind of I went on kind of tablets and stuff like that to try and help me and kind of I was trying to do coaching in the evening and. No, and just re- I just wasn't happy at all. I don't think it didn't really matter what it was. You put it through ten thousand a week at me, and I used to I probably still I used to still wouldn't have been happy. It wasn't, and I I just remember after the Bohemians game, we won four 0 in Daily Mount, which unbelievable result to beat them, and just came out to change your master and just started crying, and I was just like, what is going on? Just like I'm not happy and even though you should that should be the happiest you've ever been and everyone was celebrating and I just didn't feel I just didn't feel anything I was just so down and I was just like oh this this isn't good like and did you then did you maybe reach out to somebody yeah that was I suppose that's when I kind of I said I, I rang my I rang my mother and father and kind of told them about it and like I was crying on the phone to them saying I can't do this anymore and I need to leave or then I came home then and obviously then I started to speak to someone then when I came home and then that kind of helped me that helped me a lot to try and kind of more mentally stable and to get me through things so that was that was good like and then kind of I was just getting back playing local local soccer I was playing hurling getting back just to try to enjoy my sport really like and yeah which which was good like and that was a lot of there was a lot of kind of burden off but then there was a lot of probably heads kind of looking at me and kind of coming back and they because you know, you'd always have people saying oh look he's back now he's he, he didn't make it he's a failure he was doing he was drinking too much he was doing whatever you know always have people saying that but look mm-hmm. I was I was happy to be back home and I was still I was still bad but I was learning how to deal with it and obviously going and seeing someone was 
was good as well for the head and being around your friends and family and that. So that was that was good as well. And it, it obviously it, it it would it would have been a long process for you to start feeling that like you could uh, have a handle on 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 your mental health. How long maybe did that take? Or obviously it's it, these things are a work in progress. We're never we're never feeling perfect. But when did you start really noticing difference? Whenever you were speaking to people. And um, well, this was when I was talking to the um, the person that I was going to see, um, probably around then. And then, like, I still feel like I don't think it'll ever go away. That's for mm. me, I don't think it'll ever go away. You'll always have the bad days, but it's how you deal with it. Um, and I, I thought when I, like, say, when I went to, to these, like, to speakers and all that stuff and started talking about it, telling my story to people, crowds, and I thought it kind of felt kind of felt better. For me, like I was kind of like telling my story, and if it was helping people, that was fantastic. And I thought that's when I probably knew myself like that. I was kind of growing into a kind of man, going from a boy to a man. I think that's where that's where I really started to to notice when I was kind of playing hurling and soccer and Jane and going for a few points on a Sunday after a game was just kind of made me feel feel like myself, kind of really. Mm. That um, there is something to be said about like. Playing, you know, the the local playing with your local GA team and then going out for a few drinks after a match, you know, it's something very homely about it. Well, there is, yeah, there's none. You can't beat it. Like it's major friends. That's what I mean. Major friends being your your like your teammates that you play with since you've been six or seven, mm. all the way up. It's like you you'd miss it, and it was fantastic to do. And look, it it, it still is. And um, yes, sure, look, I'm I'm happy now and. I'm dealing with things better, so that's a that's a good thing anyway. Absolutely, and you'll be talking out if if they, if they get a bit of championship played this summer, will you? Hopefully, anyway, the end of end of July, start of August, I think. So, so we'll see how see how that goes. Anyway, it's going to be run off fairly quickly. So, oh, stop. Um, I uh, whenever like it came to playing your sports again and, and enjoying them, do you think the fact that maybe money wasn't in 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 the thought process that that helped? Or do you no, think it wasn't. That never no, really I didn't. No, because I didn't. Because I, I had a job and just on, I was on minimum wage, mm. uh, selling phones, and you get, I was getting commission as well, obviously. But I was on minimum wage, whatever that was at the time, three fifty or whatever. Yeah, that did me. Like it didn't, didn't bother me. I was yeah. look getting money. I was happy. I was at home. All that, all that sort of stuff. So I didn't actually didn't bother me well. Kind of one bit and didn't really kind of come into my thought process. Obviously, you want to have more money to have. But it was all the same. Like you still got your few pints, and mm. you had your car and all that stuff. So yeah, yeah, you get yeah. you. You start. It sounded like you started to love the sport again. It sports again just for the sake of it. Like yeah, that was kind of it. Yeah, that's why kind of when I had the job and I suppose kind of getting back to actually enjoying my sport. And I was like, right, I'll give League of Ireland another go, and mm. went back to that. And I enjoyed my time at Sligo for, for the four months. Scored goals and. Jerlet uh, Lee was fantastic to me. Made me feel like I was the best player in the world. Kind of just saying, "You're the main man. You're going to be playing every week." And look, I wasn't. I wasn't as fit as I wanted to be. I should have been much fit. I was overweight, but I still scored goals. I still worked hard for the team. Mm. So um, yeah. So I got back. I was enjoying it, and then I passed. And that was a, a different experience. It was weird. That was kind of uh, more of a kind of. Started off well, then it just went bad. It was because the players we had and the feeling 
that we had was it was just so weird. Like, but, <laughs> but yeah, we still finished fifth, at, which is and it was a, it was a bad season for us. But it was just a season I've never never felt before. So, yeah, um, yeah. One thing people don't think about with sports a lot of the time is like the locker room kind of dynamic. You know, I I, I watched. Uh, did you watch uh, the Last Dance? Uh, the Michael Jordan yeah. documentary. Yeah, or the mm. Chicago Bulls documentary. May as well be a Michael Jordan documentary. <laughs> um, that was yeah. one thing I thought was really cool. It showed that dynamic in the changing rooms because when you people watch sport, they just think about names on on a sheet of paper and they're like, right, this is how it'll go out. But you don't know what the locker room dynamic is. Oh, you don't know. Like to be fair, we we had a very good, a good locker room. Like we had all, like nearly all the lads were dubs. Like, but they were all sound. We all had a laugh about the the culture and the dubs and <laughs> all that sort of stuff. They think they think everything is everything is Dublin and not, oh, you're not a bogger if you're from outside. outside. And, yeah, <laughs> yeah, the usual stuff. So yeah, I got loads yeah. of that when I went to college in DCU. You yeah. bogger, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's the way they used to. Yeah. Um when uh, when it comes to the league uh, the league of Ireland um do you think um that like the the kind of club and players the, the money that they get do you ever think that will kind of even itself out in relation to like what maybe the FAI and things like that get out of the league of Ireland? I don't know it obviously depends kind of what's going on with the FAI now. I mean, yeah. It depends if they break like if the league of Ireland break away from the FAI and do their own yeah. Which might be better, or they're still on about the the All Ireland League, which mm. which I think would be good. It'd be probably financially better because you will get TV money and TV rights, and you probably have more people coming to games. Um, I don't know. It's a it's it's a tough one. Like it's obviously when Niall Quinn there, he has his um he has his ideas, and hopefully now it'll, it'll benefit the League of Ireland. And so probably can do is wait and see. And I think everyone will have their own opinion. But yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I like the idea of the All Ireland League though. It'll create a lot of very interesting matchups. Um, oh, would you? Very interesting. The, yeah. uh, what game did I go to? Dundalk Linfield and the, the like. Some of the matches you get out of that, that uh, the atmospheres to be a, a, a bit over the top sometimes, but like they can be yeah. fucking massively electric. Like, oh, they can. It's oh, it's brilliant. Like, like even but even like the Bowling Rovers game, like the atmosphere yeah. ad is it's fantastic to play in it. It's fantastic. It's it's like you're playing in front of twenty thousand. Like it's the fans and the hatred between them. It's <laughs> it's just mad. Like yeah, yeah. And uh, with the Gaelic or the GA then side of things, that you know, there's always this ongoing debate about like you know money and should players get uh, get paid? Do you, do you ever do you think as somebody who's played sport and like done it uh, professionally? Do you think GA players? Do deserve some sort of uh, compensation for what they put in? Oh, de- uh, definitely, hundred percent. They definitely deserve something like because I I think it's probably sometimes it's more professional in the hurling than it is in, in the soccer. Kind of from what I've kind of dealt with, and it's the sacrifice that they put in, like mm. and the the work, the and like people have jobs and then they go training, like and they're going back, going to sleep, going to work, going to training. Yeah, like, and some people have families and all that stuff, and it's tough. Like, I think they should be compensated. I don't. I don't think maybe not getting kind of paid. Mm. Maybe if it's different things off the if it's I don't know what is it, vouchers or yeah, like say like pressure money going to going to games or if it's going to training because like you have to take in 
like consideration some people say if you have a match on a Sunday some people work on a Sunday they have to take it off and then they're missing out on that money so there's a lot of things kind of to factor in but I think they definitely should be compensated for the for the work that they put in and sure like even at inter-county level like that's even that's another step step yeah. ahead like and um, it's, it's I know a lot of them kind of get some probably get, they get free boots and free hurls and cars and all that sort of good jobs but um, I think yeah there should be some sort of there for concept push or look I think everyone's has different opinions about it so yeah yeah it's like on one hand people are like it takes the passion and and the love of the sport really out of it but I think you're right with the compensation it doesn't have to be like right you're getting a wage it's like you know, a lot of boys miss out on a days of work uh, to go play games, like you said. And if they didn't take the day off, they would be the worst person in the village <laughs> for a week. You know. Oh so, yeah. Like that. It, it, there's a lot of there is a lot of sacrifice to be made, and you know, there's boys there that plays college for uh, plays for the college, plays for the club, plays for the county. Could be playing three games in a week. You know. That's what I mean. It's a big commitment, like, and it takes your toll on on the body, like, especially when you're getting hit with hurls or. Yeah, you're you're getting jostled, you're getting jostled and hit, and all that stuff. Like it does take its toll, like in your your hips and your knees and all that stuff does be does be in bits. But look, it's I don't know what I don't know what will happen, but I don't think anything will happen anytime soon. Anyway, no, I don't. I don't think in our lifetime. <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. Um, with uh, going back to like the mental health side of things, is there uh, any particular like methods or like strategies that you kind of go towards if you're maybe not having a good day um well i suppose probably one would be probably maybe even just that to talk to someone not even to talk about what i'm kind of going through just to talk to someone mm-hmm. normal like kind of just have a different conversation or going for a walk going for a cycle going for a swim going for a golf whatever whatever anything that you enjoy if it's reading a book anything like that just to keep your mind occupied and when i am feeling like that i'm always saying right let's go do something, let's go, I need to go do something, I can't stay in this room, stay in this room, or watching telly, and when you have that, like, oh, one, I'm going to go for a run, you're like, oh, no, no, Arister. but then that's, that's when you're like, no, right, go, just get, you'll feel good after it, yeah. all that sort of stuff, it's because it's, it's your mind telling you, telling you not to like, and it's, um, I remember someone told me about, it's kind of like a, your your mind is telling you no, but then when you actually go do it, it's you're. I forget the saying that he said, but it was something, I guess something that. really good that that stuck by me, and I was like, yeah, that's yeah. the way I'm. That's the way I'm gonna kind of do it now. It's that like, I, I find running is one thing that I always have like a kind of mental block with. Like I might say, right, I'm gonna go do a run, but right before it. Uh, everything in, in my head to be like, no, I don't. Uh, my ca- Achilles a little bit sore. I could could do this, and it's once you get started, you know, you're you're. It's very unlikely that you're gonna stop. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's like it's because you do feel you do feel great after it. It's like just for yourself, just pure exercise. It's it's fantastic. Mm. And speaking of exercise, have you been doing a wee bit, keeping yourself in uh, in shape over lockdown? Yeah, well, I've been trying to anyway. Yeah, it's it's been tough. Like it's. Like going out, like like we have programs that we're that we're doing, and it's been tough. Like especially when we didn't know what was going on. Obviously now we know that, but that's only been the last week or two. Mm. Before that, it was tough. Like, but it's good for yourself anyway. I would have done exercise anyway, but mm. the fact that you had a program, you're you're following a program, 
Um, yeah, well, I, I'm probably a bit slimmer than probably what I was when I was playing, so um, I, I just need to keep it like that now because I put on weight very easily. So yeah, yeah, I, I, I would be the very same as soon as I even look at a donut or anything like that, man. <laughs> yeah, it's straight on, straight on the, straight on the hips. Oh, class. Um, and we'll start going towards the the final few questions. But what would you say is probably your best memory in in football? Or we could say maybe your your favorite goal that you scored. Um, probably. Spot. <laughs> I never really thought of that. Probably playing with Ireland. I would say would probably be would be the proudest. Like all the way up from what fourteens all the way up to to twenty ones playing with them and, and captain of my country. That was. So I'm proud that you've always said, and I can I can say that I did it. And um, I thought fair goal. I, I don't even know. I probably well I had a, I scored a hat trick in a European qualifiers for Ireland, so that was probably class. Take all three of them. It was a good thing. <laughs> take all three of them exactly. Yeah, so I'll take all that. Brilliant, brilliant stuff, man. Uh, and. Uh, Right, last few questions. So these are going to be non non football or anything related. Uh, what's the best movie or series that you've watched uh, lately? Oh, lately. See what weird best, stuff you've been uh, best watching. Series probably, <laughs> best series is probably The Last Dance. That's probably class. The best thing that I've seen now in a while. And best film probably Bad Boys Three. I enjoyed that. Oh, I don't think I've seen that. Yeah. Very good now. I like all of them, but that's the one that I've seen recently. Now I've seen a few now, but Bad Boys that kind of stands out on me. I must give that a go. I completely forgot that they came out with the third one. Hey, those two, first two off of the last man. Yes, the third one's probably it's up there with the first one. It's unreal. Yeah, it's very good. Yeah, it's very good. List. Uh, don't know if you're a big Do. music man, but is there um, any any albums or anything like that that would stick out in your head? You'd be like, right, that's that's a good album. <sighs> To be honest, I don't even listen to albums. I just listen to whatever kind of comes on. I'd like, like a bit of Ed Sheeran, Luke Capaldi. They're all. Class. Then obviously a bit of kind of you have a bit of R and B and and that. But and I love Westlife. Can't beat Westlife. Nothing wrong with Westlife, no, man. Bit. Unreal. <laughs> Probably one of my favorites. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like how you didn't even say that it's a guilty pleasure. You just said you like Westlife. Nah. A lot of people would be afraid yeah. to say it. <laughs> yeah, I don't care. They're a good band. band. I don't yeah, exactly. I don't care. Um, do you do you read? No, no. I try to. You... I try to. Well, oh. if you have a book that you've read, that would you be like right. That that's a good fucking book. What would you? Be? Um, if I read a book, well, I've I read Jackie Turtles and Noel Arton's book. Oh, the two of them are me. They're from the village, and I know them well. And I I read read most of both of them. And they're good now. And I was at, I'm in Lone Larkin's book, class, which is good. So um, yeah, probably two of them because it just kind of the inside and the hunger of kind of what goes on, especially Kenny through them years when they won mm. all them all Ireland and stuff. So they they were good now, good in, good insight into it. Class, I'll add them to the list. And for and you said you don't read, and you give us two fucking gems there. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> There's something anyway. I sure said I'd, I'd give him another shout out. <laughs> hey, fair play. Well, thanks very much for coming on, man. I really appreciate it. And thanks for sharing your story, bud. No problem. Thanks for having me.
Muchas gracias for listening to the podcast. Hope you've enjoyed it. As I mentioned before, give it a share to your story. Let me know what you think about it. Tell your friends about it. And also, educate yourself about current events and people of other cultures. And learn a little bit more about the injustices that are going on around you. Shit's fucked up and like recent events are only highlighting what bad shit that's already been going on and it's every single one of our duties to learn a little bit more about our own biases and the way that we look at other people and how we treat other people we're all humans we should all treat each other the same treat somebody by their character not by the look of their skin and just fucking reflecting your own behavior you have a lovely day thank you very much for listening